It's Sunday, and what a beautiful Sunday. Oh, this morning I almost wanted to put a sweatshirt on. It was just no humidity. I know. I was like, oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> Finally. <this>. Yes. <laughs> but it's coming back, so don't get comfortable. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but anyway, so hopefully if this Sunday finds you really having a fun time with no humidity. If I didn't have the show right now, I'd be uh, weed whipping, cutting cockle burrs. Some of my cockleburs got the stock of a tree stump. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I've got to get the big nippers out. Yeah, you may say, okay, why did you let it get that big? Well, <laughs> uh, I've had I've had a war on cockleburs at our place since we moved in forty years. Them suckers are so uh, uh, pro- uh, prolific. <laughs> <laughs> That's what do you think you got it down to? You know where? Oh, geez, I think we're almost the new. So anyway, cockleburs are, by the way, in case you guys don't know, cockleburs are, um, believe it or not, uh, that's where the invention from, uh, for Velcro came. Oh, really? Yep. Because cockleburs, once they, uh, they bloom and start getting crispy, mm-hmm. they will like just stick on you, stick yes. to your hair. Oh, yes. good. So anyway, uh, yeah, so I'd be doing that. You know, I've got some pretty hefty ones to to take down, you know, so I'm kind of cutting down a tree. <laughs> but, yeah, it works out. So, but, but I'm happy to be here. Hopefully you got some good questions for me this week. There's no guests, just me and Hope, if you recognize the voice on the other side of the glass. And so Hope uh, was also, we were at the 20th birthday extravaganza down at Lush on Thursday. And um, first of all, I want to say thank you to all the listeners that come and came. And uh, it was... It's really cool, you know, as people mm. in radio, we don't know if anybody's listening. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and so for people to be so genuine and to like support all the causes that, yes. that's how we know you're out there. Because when we ask for something, oh my goodness, everybody just floods in. But, you know, especially my show, since I'm only one time, once a week, two hours, all right, uh, which I love. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, it does my heart good. So many people stop me. Uh, said hi, uh, shook my hand, hugged his stuppings out of me, showed me their, you know, their fur kid, you oh, know, yeah. pictures yes, and stuff. That's and, cute. And some nice compliments. Uh, one gal couldn't believe she had called me because she wasn't sure w- w- when is it time to put your dog down. And she didn't want to call on air because sure. she didn't think she'd make shit. So she called oh. me and I called her back. She says, when you call me back, she says, I couldn't believe it. You called me back. Oh, yes. Michael. Why wouldn't I call you back? You call me. <laughs> but anyway, so she was just so thankful. She said it helped her a lot. But but the bigger thing is, is that, like I say, just to be able to see the listeners that make us, help us keep our jobs, you know, because without their support, we wouldn't be here. Right. And then to hear the history. Now, you can go to mytalk1071.com. They videotaped the, the three hours. And it was really cool to sit down and listen. I listened to about I more, a little more than half of it. I got the other half to go. Because I was, you know, flitting around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mingling yeah. and seeing and so, everyone face-to-face. It was so, so much fun. Yeah, so I didn't get a chance to really see the actual program. So it was really nice to see the program. So go to mytalk1071.com and click on the, the 20th B-Day uh, video. You're going to, it's like, it's really, it's it's well worth it. Because it's um, cause I, it was really cool to listen to Dan and to Ginny, you know, to uh, how. I'll have to circle back to that. Yeah. I was yes. called to listen to that. I got the biggest kick out of, kick out of Dan. He's always got notes, you know. Yes. He, he doesn't shoot from the, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, uh, but it was just so funny. But it, it, it was really nice. And 
So like I say, thank you to all our sponsors. But the biggest thing is thank you to you guys for being supportive of, of the station and all the shows in general. And then, like I say, I'm just astounded at the people that actually knew who I was. That You mean you listen? Thank you. Because, <laughs> you know, like I say, it's just once a week, two hours. Everybody else got three hours and, you know, and they're on every day. Mm-hmm. So they get to know them a lot more than they get to kind of know me. Sure. So it was, but yeah, so I can't thank you enough. So it was a, a great time. I brought, uh, as my guest, I brought uh, my best friend, uh, Carol Bombard and Chris Bombard. And so they had a good time. Good. And, and Lush itself, the place is really cool really yes. just a nice place and it was yeah jason and his partnerships there really and the staff super nice staff the food i mean we had earl's biscuits uh with uh pulled what is it pork i think it was on top yes of it. Yeah. i believe so yeah and so anyway so yeah it was it was really good so thank you thank you for J- uh, jason for hosting it he did an awesome job poor alexis was sick she couldn't come i know i know so that that's was a bummer but and for him to have to do it all by himself that's a little three hours of talking like that that's a lot and the <laughs> rotation of getting everyone on and hopefully giving oh. people enough time yep. and that short amount of time <laughs> yeah no and then the heat we had the weekend shows that we had the the dishing up show, uh, you know, uh, this one of the Stephanie's, not Stephanie Hansen, the other Stephanie, was her Stephanie Mark, I think. Or whatever. March, yes. Yeah, okay, March. Yeah, so it's, uh, the, she sat to my right. I sat in the middle. Then they had the shop girls on my left. And, and uh, whoa, I don't know why we are here now. Uh, Jason interviewed, you know, Stephanie, and then he got to me, and then he, you know, so but then he came back around. And he asked one final question, and the question to me was, you know, where uh, is the mm. weirdest place that you ever got asked a question? And so you jokingly say funerals, you know, da, da. and I said, yep, funerals. And Jason about fell on the floor. Oh, yeah. And so I said, yeah, I've been at funerals, and people recognize the voice. And, and then in the other places, Walmart. I have to do is say just one word in Walmart, and all of a sudden <laughs> I got, you know, people, can I ask you a question? And so, yeah, everybody, even Dan Seaman said that way out of the three hours, that'd be the funniest thing, that you answer things at funerals. It's like whatever, whatever it comes up. So once again, thank you, thank you. And I uh, got some news this week. Uh, my daughter, who lives in Alaska, okay, they have four kids. You know, they got Audrey, the youngest, year and a half, and it goes Rockney, Hollis, and um, and Will, right? Well, uh, and next March we're having a fifth. <laughs> really, congratulations! Yeah. Thank you, your five, whole family. Five guys. Wow, we go for a baseball team, or what are we doing here? You know, so. Anyway, so yeah, so next March she's doing, and uh, so that's uh, my tip, my hat to her. I don't know how I had one. That's all I could do. Right, I could only do one. And here she, and then she homeschools. She never gets away. She, there's no time. Oh, of course away from not. these kids because there's no family up there. It's so, and she said, I'm not going to leave my hooligans with, with us babysitter. <laughs> we may never find the babysitter <laughs> again because those kids got a lot of energy. Okay. Oh, I bet. But anyway, so, uh, yeah. So, so she's, so in honor of that, I got to thinking about uh, lately, I've been getting some questions. Okay. Uh, first time baby and their dog has always been their baby. Uh, right. Okay. And then is there things that they need to do? prior to the baby coming to make it, you know, um, to work well, mm. you know, type thing. So that's what we're yeah. going to be discussing. You're having your first baby and you got a dog at home. And then another thing is you're thinking about having a baby and then uh, things that you need to think about as far as who your dog is. And so we're going to be talking babies and dogs, you know, today. So and along with any questions that you've got. Okay. And then let's see. Da, 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 da. Yeah, otherwise, and then questions from you, obviously. So, but uh, so hopefully, like, we'll enlighten you today 
uh, because there's always something to do, right? All right, so let's, uh, you've got a question, give a holler, 651 651-641-1071. Okay, we're going to do candy bar trivia. All right. Okay. What candy bar was named after its inventor's family horse? Okay, I got to get that. can't see that. Okay, uh, Snickers, Almond Joy, Fast Break, or Baby Ruth? We'll be right back. The KDK9 Show, I am now your nooner every Sunday. So hopefully you make me your nooner. I'm, I'm, you're my nooner. Uh, but anyway, okay. What candy bar named after its inventor's family horse? Is it Snickers, Almond Joy, Fast Break, or Baby Ruth? I'm going to say Snickers. Ding, ding, ding. Yay. Originally introduced in 1929 by Frank and Ethel Mars, the Snickers bar was named after their family horse. The original Snickers bars were sold for a nickel (laughs) (laughs) and consisted primarily of what's the same, chocolate, peanuts, and caramel. Mm. Yep, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. And then also, too, I forgot that, how could I forget this, Ian and Marjorie. Oh, I know. I couldn't believe it. I think they're living in Kansas now, if I'm not mistaken. It was so. I don't swear to God, they didn't age. <laughs> For they sure, right? Ian's <laughs> hair is a little bit lighter, but uh, but they, oh, they look both they good, and they're just so thoughtful, kind, and it was so good to see them. It's so nice of them to come on up. I edit um, her and Elizabeth Reese's Best of the Nest podcast, oh, so it's okay. like I talk with Marjorie frequently, but you know, text and email. So I was very happy to see, see her. her. Face to face again. She, and like I said, she, <laughs> but she originally started. She had short hair, and to her hair wasn't long. And so it's. I have our time thinking that you know, getting getting my arms having. And she has such much hair. It's so thick. But I like I said, I'm used to seeing her in short hair, not you know long hair. But man, they haven't changed a bit. I guess she was won four Emmys with her productions that she's done. You know, she oh, does. I don't produ- think yeah. I knew that. I knew yeah. what she's her. Her career is yep. industry, four, but I, to- I think that Eden said four four Emmy, so it was so nice, you know, to see them. So, and then I one thing I forgot to mention, it, I wish I was when I was on stage is that Donnie Love was my very first producer, and I called him Dingo Donnie. Oh, so he did I my show. About that. Yeah, he did my show for um, I want to say three, maybe three years, maybe two and a half somewhere in there. And then finally, when the station started taking off. You know, yeah. he didn't want to work weekends anymore, yeah. understandably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, and so then um, I think the next producer I got was Rover Rob. Okay. And then anyway, so I was trying to think of all the producers I've had. But but Dingo Donnie, like I said, he, and then he became Donnie Love. Donnie Love. So anyway, <laughs> I know it. So funny. Okay, who's up to bat? All right, we have Shelly on the line, and she has a question about, is there a cat that's good for someone who's allergic Oh, yes. okay. Okay, hi there. How you doing? Hi. Shelly, there you go. Hi. How you doing? I'm I'm good, but I can't for some reason. You can't hear? I'm not hear, hearing you so well. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hear you very well. Oh. Okay. Okay. So, so what's your question? <laughs> well, my question was my um, husband said I could get a cat, but he's allergic. Okay. And I'm trying to be as kind as possible, okay. but still get the cat. Yeah. And so, so I was just wondering what I could do for. Well, I don't know if you're going to like this, but what's going to happen? The only cat that has had luck with people that have had 
allergies is a hairless cat. Oh, no. Yep. That's it. That's the only cat out there that's had some luck. And that's still, even though with no hair, it, it didn't work out for some. But that's the best chance you have is a hairless cat. And so a lot of people just love, like hairless dogs, you know, they love them. You know, you, you don't pet them, kind of, you pat them. <laughs> and to get over the look of them. And honestly, most people that have had careless dogs or cats, they make little outfits for them because otherwise they look naked. <laughs> so, dogs, you know, they love them. You know, you, you don't pat them, kind of, you pat them. Oh. <laughs> right. And you get over the yeah, turn off the water. Turn down your... Your radio there. Turn We got feedback. Turn the radio down. Do you got it down? Hello. I'll see if I she can turn. Yeah. Right. I can, should we go to the next yeah, call please real do. quick? Let's go oh, to the okay. Next Let's go to Chris. Another cat question. Um, a cat who's a picky eater. Okay. Sounds good. Doesn't sound good. Hi, Chris. Are you there? Here. Chris, you there? Yep, I'm here. Uh, oh, there you, you go. Me? Yep, I do. Okay, what kind of cat okay. do you got? How old? Um, she is. It's my son's cat. She is approximately 12 to 13 years old. He is her third owner. Okay. So just so you know. Okay. So this is going to be your favorite topic okay. is okay. older cat stopped eating, yep. went to the vet. I took her for a second opinion to my vet. Okay. Long story short. She did need three teeth pulled. Okay. So she did stop eating because her mouth hurt. Okay. That's fine. Okay. We got that repaired. Yep. How do you, <laughs> it's been two weeks, we got the all clear to go back. Okay. Hard food, you know, whatever she wants. And I know about hard food is not the best and all that. But yep. bottom line, this cat is pulling the I won't eat card. Okay. Still. Okay. What would, you, what would Katie do? What are you feeding her right now? <laughs> Well, okay, so she's gone through two weeks of, you know, the purees and soft food. And, but what she came with eating when he got her, and don't cringe, is just like a Purina. Oh, yeah, food. no, I know. No, but no, what are you feeding her now that she won't eat? Well, everything and anything. And that's what my vet, second opinion vet, which I love them to death because they're a holistic vet. Nice. Is they said, we are creating her to be picky. Okay. We've tried everything okay and it, you know it's very nothing that's hit nothing's hit like oh yeah love tuna oh yeah love nothing's hit okay but here's the funny thing katie and i would have put money <laughs> that this would not have happened when we hit friday the two-week mark yeah he put down a bowl of that dry food and she ate it like it was wonderful Carbon, but yeah now she's like no i don't want that anymore <laughs> heck of a deal um uh i uh, when a cat won't eat, because cats are supposed to eat every 12 hours, eat something. They don't have to eat their regular rations, but at least eat something. Okay. And so that's, okay. um, you, and cats like, they lick their food, they don't chew their food. And so that's yes, why they, they do. Prefer, Good point. Yes. And so you, the best thing to do is I would get, you know, like a, a turkey giblet pate or, you know, get, get some, you know, um, and then put, add a little bit of warm water to it. So it's a little bit more of a gravier. And plus with, the warm in there that brings out the smell of it 
Okay, mm-hmm. so that I, that's what I would try. But I'd do like a tablespoon at a time instead of okay. just taking out a whole bunch and then she won't eat it. Now it's like, oh, crap, I got to throw it away and blah, blah, blah. So I would just do it at about a tablespoon at a time because then what you're, if she was hurting and not eating right, you know, for a while, then, you know, the appetite, just kind of like us, if we get sick, it takes us a while to build back up to eating right. You know, we're just not hungry. So we putz okay. is what we do. So that's why I would get, you know, stay with the pâtés and then obviously grain free. And that's what I would do, especially with the surgery and stuff like that. I, you know, me, I try to stay away from the, 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 you know, the dry food, but you can, and if you want, what you could do, and then, uh, is to add a little bit of the dry, if you want into that gravy mix, you know, don't have a sloppy gravy, have it in a thick gravy. Okay. And then, okay. Uh, yeah. So you could add a couple nuggets to that if you want. And, uh, then just some, just like some small dogs, if you don't change their food up every three days, they look at you like you got something, you know, what happens is that they're just, okay, you got something else in, in as far as the smell of it. Because they don't eat according to patability. It's all dogs and cats' smellability. All right? That's so that's what everybody keeps saying. But even the stinky stuff, I don't know. I think, is it a game or are they just really not hungry? Well, like, like I said, just I just, not- her system is gone. She went through surgery. She, she yeah. has to, you know, get that, the, the anesthesia out of her system. You know, like I said, with us, when we get down for a little bit, it takes a while for us to rebuild. True. And so that's what, uh, what you want to do is just present, present small amounts and only do it once, twice a day. Don't be doing it like every hour. <laughs> give her, and there's a breakfast and there's a dinner. And if you give her that tablespoon and she wolfs it down, then try one more tablespoon all right okay but don't be trying all day to give her something you got to give it you know no treats no nothing you've got to build the you know the what do you want to call it the, the ah, when, you, when you're when you're starving and your stomach growls um oh yeah the, the, oh, the drive to eat you know the uh, what do I want to say? I got total blank. Okay. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> and I'm not helping either. Yeah, oh, jeez. But anyway, so. Uh, like uh, a hunger. You got to get back an right. actual, like. Build the appetite. Build acting hungry, though. That's the problem. He's like, so come right up to her and, just go, and, and be vocal, which she never usually is. Like, she's begging. Okay. And then she doesn't want it. Okay. Yeah, but see, now you're assuming that meow is for food and not just for attention and pick me up or sit down so I can sit in your lap. Everybody, oh. when a dog or a cat talks to him, automatically thinks food. Okay, and so that's the the worst thing you can do is that you're just going to give her. You could try doing some scrambled eggs and mix that in, see what she thinks yeah. about that. You know, so that won't eat it, but okay, but it's got no, it to come back. It's just, got to. Yeah. She, oh, yes, it will. Don't hit the panic button. But like I said, just offer little things at a time, but don't offer it all the time. Just once in the morning, okay. once at night, and and go from there. That would be the biggest thing. And then obviously, um, Tiki Cat. Uh, they yep. have cut cutlets, uh, cut sardine cutlets that I've never seen a cat turn down. So you can okay. try that from Tiki Cat, the, the cutlets. Uh, but anyway, yeah. And then, like I say, Nutrisource has got the, the great grain freeze that, uh, you know, the turkey usually goes over really well. And then they've got what's called country something. I can't remember country. I'm trying to think of which ones the cats are. I, my cats like the, the turkey and liver the, the best. So anyway, so that's what okay. I would try. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much. You Katie. bet. Have a great day. Yep. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye-bye. Oh, where are we at? Oh, there we are. Okay. What was the change about, let's see, what was changed about Mr. Goodbar formula in 1922? Uh, darker, they went darker chocolate, skim milk, less sugar, or more peanuts. We'll be back.
diggity dog diggity. All right. What changed about the Mr. Good Bar formula in 1992? Uh, they darker chocolate, skim milk, less sugar, or more peanuts? What do you think? Mm, the milk. That's what I thought, too. Okay. But then on the other hand, then if they use skim milk... The candy bars suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, but it was is that they they owed more peanuts. Oh, okay. One of Hershey's most popular candy bar since it was first uh, introduced in 1925, Mr. Good Bar consists primarily of creamy milk, chocolate, and crunchy peanuts. In 1992, however, the company decided to make a change to the, uh, the long-standing Mr. Good Bar formula, adding even more peanuts. So that was good. All right. But the whole thing is, is that uh, uh, Mr. Goodbar, that was kind of my uh, my candy bar of choice back you know, before. Now you got 10 zillion to choose from. <laughs> right. You know, but Mr. I loved, always was fascinating, especially when you get those little tiny miniature candy bars, you know, the crunch. Oh, and then Mr. Oh, Goodbar. Yes, you know, they, I, I love the crunch. Yes. Yeah, and so anyway, so I I always gravitated to the Mr. Goodbar. So uh, that's one of my favorite. All right, where are we at here? All right, we have Lisa on the line now. Question about a dog with separation anxiety. All right. Hi, Lisa, how you doing? Good. Um, I'm in my car, so let me know if you can hear me okay. Okay, yeah, we can, can hear, hear you. Me better so, now? Yeah, so far we can, we can hear you now. So what's up? Okay, I can't hear, I can't hear you that well, so I'll just turn it up a little bit. Um, so um, I have a seven-month-old Siberian Husky puppy, um, and got her at eight weeks, and immediately when you would put her in the kennel, she didn't want to be in the kennel. Um, but slowly, over several months, was actually able to get her um, to accept being in the kennel. Right. And then um, I needed to make an appointment with the vet, and they were really busy, so they said just drop her off, and they'll fit her in when they can and they were going to kennel her there okay um and since she'd been okay for about a month and a half i thought oh i didn't even think about the separation anxiety right um and then after i picked her up and the next time she had to be in the kennel it was at a whole new level um of anxiety um before she would lick her paws and drool a little bit right but she had um one of those snuggle puppies with the heartbeat in with her All right. and towels. And she didn't wreck anything before. Okay. Um, but this time she destroyed the stuffed animals and shredded the towels. And then the kennel had dig marks in it. It was a, it's a plastic crate. Okay. Um, and then she was totally drooling and panting. Um, so at a whole new level. All right. And I called the vet and then they had recommended rescue remedy since she's a puppy they didn't want to try any medications right i tried rescue remedy and didn't didn't help at all okay um tried three times mm -hmm. um didn't notice any changes um no tried to leave at least one sorry yeah okay how often do you use the kennel every day um she's if she's there it's only for four hours max ever um and it's not even every day it's like maybe four days a week, if that, um, because I have someone who can stay with her two days a week. And then I've also been utilizing daycare. So if it would ever have to be more than four hours, instead, I, I just do daycare. Mm -hmm. And she does great at daycare. She likes other dogs, likes other people mm -hmm. too much. Um, 
And so um, I did buy a Thunder shirt, mm-hmm. um, and I tested it out on her when she's not in the kennel. Good. One of my questions is, do you think she'd shred it if I left it on her in the kennel? And then what other things? Okay. Um, well, the first thing, yeah, well, the, the Thunder shirts have worked well. You can even get a real snug T-shirt. Uh, but the thing is, is that when you're when you start from the beginning here, you got to do it baby steps. Okay. So first of all, the Thunder shirt, everybody uses it wrong. They put it on like two seconds before the fireworks, or two two seconds. You got to turn the radio down. We're getting a back. Yeah, turn your radio down. Oh. I'm getting a backwash here. I'm hearing I, myself. I'm in the car, so I don't have the radio on. But I'll turn off the car. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, can you hear me okay? Oh, whoa. There we go. We really hear you now. <laughs> okay. I think it was because the car was on. It was Bluetooth was doing something. Oh, okay. 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 So, anyway, so the thing is, what I would start doing is that the plastic kennel is excellent. Okay. Start feeding her in the kennel. She has to go in the kennel to get her dinner. Uh, periodically throughout the day, if you're at home, you're going to say kennel and you're going to toss a treat in there or kennel, toss a, a toy in there. Sometimes you shut the door. Sometimes you don't. And when you shut the door, go have a drink of water, come back, open the kennel door and just keep right and walk. Don't praise her. Don't talk to her. Don't do anything. Just be a matter of fact. All right. And then like, let's say now, okay, she went in the kennel real good. Okay. Now this time we're going to leave her in there for a little bit longer. Maybe you're going to leave her in there for 10 minutes. Okay. But as long as if she's barking or screaming or doing anything, you can't open the door. She has to be more relaxed before you open that door. Okay. But the whole thing is, is that to periodically at least three, four times a day, be popping her in and out of the kennel. All right. And so that then uh, and then always leave the kettle door open. If she chooses to use it, she can put a shirt of yours or a towel with your scent on it and put it in there. All right. What about the shredding part? Okay, but well, right now we're we're only practicing her getting to go in and getting her to go out. We haven't when you're ready to leave her, don't Mm -hmm. leave anything in there that she can shred. Right. Okay. Okay. And that's the same thing with this thunder shirt. When you get a use of the thunder shirt, sometimes mm-hmm. she's wearing it in the house and then you pop her in there, pop her up. So the, you're just going to always be doing baby steps here. All right. But the big thing, if you start feeding her in the kennel and then when you're at home, even in, if you're gone during the day and you're home at night, pop her in there for three, three times a night. You know, whereas, you know, a minute here, five minutes, a half hour, whatever type thing. So she doesn't always associate the kennel with you leaving. All right. And so the whole thing, you know, she's, has she ever been screaming and hollering or she's just, uh, is she just like tearing up stuff? No, she screams and hollers and I live in a townhouse. Oh, okay. So it's, um, okay. I'm, Cause I need to let her scream too much. Oh, oh yeah, no, definitely, definitely. <laughs> okay. So, but now at night, where does she sleep? She sleeps in that kennel in my room and she's no problem. And she actually even asks to go in the kennel good at bedtime and she actually previous to all this she didn't love the kennel when she was younger but now she's she wants to go in the kennel so it's just when i leave so yeah. she's fine sleeping all night and even when i open the door in the morning mm-hmm. she takes her sweet time coming out of the kennel good yep 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 so so what you got to do is start doing baby steps as far as you leaving yeah mm-hmm. you put her in the kennel when you go to get the move get the mail Put her in the kennel if you're going to go talk to a neighbor. You know what I mean? So you just, it, it, and then what you want to do is use a catchphrase when you're mm-hmm. leaving and then when you, she knows you're going to come. Now, when I leave, I say, catch you later. Okay. So okay. then over time, when they hear catch you later, then they're going to realize I do come back. 
All right. Okay. And so sometimes a catchphrase, not a paragraph, okay? Just mm-hmm. now don't say, Oh now mommy will be back in about a half hour, blah, 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 blah. No, we don't want that, okay? Just okay. a short to the point. So then pretty soon they're gonna associate when they hear that you will be coming back. You haven't just abandoned them, okay? Sure. And then as far as the thunder shirt, are we trying that but just when I'm home you bet. for short yep. times when she's yep. in the kennel? Yep. Yep, you're not okay. going to leave until you can, like I say, let's say you put it on her to go get the mail or, the, mm-hmm. you know, whereas you come back and nothing's like upside down and sideways, then the next step would be like you're going to be gone for an hour. Slowly get into where you extend that you know at any time, yeah, she could, she could be fine for six months and for some reason something sets her off, you come home and it's destroyed. We, you know, There's no guarantees is what it sure. is. And if she's crying or digging in the kennel when I leave her, which is what she does now, I tried to do the thing where I have her in there and then hide her on the corner and then wait till she's quiet and then let her out. Um, But I just started that. Um, Yeah, but she knows you're there. She can smell you. So anyway, so what you want to do is like maybe get the Kong. Does she have a favorite toy? Give her something to occupy herself to take her mind off of your exit. So let's say you know you're going to be leaving a tent. But she won't like she'll she'll like won't eat anything when I, once I put it in there she's like no I'm I'm depressed okay but then <laughs> and, you know do it periodically while you're there you got to try okay. to get a new routine give her when mm-hmm. you use peanut butter just give her like a hat not even a half a teaspoon. All right. Like okay. when you're at home. So then she's going to learn to just kind of get into those things and not worry so much about her surroundings. And then, like I say, if you, if you know you're going to be leaving in 15 minutes, give it to her, put her in the kennel now. Don't ever put her in as you are racing out the door. You want to put her in at least 15 minutes before you leave the house. All right. And so. Okay. And then I have a kennel on. So the kitchen is on a different floor than her other kennel. Okay. And it's too big to like haul up and down the yep. stairs. But I did put another kennel. Um, just when I'm trying to figure this out now in yep. the living room right by the kitchen. Okay. Um, is that okay to use that to pop her in and out of? Right. How is she? How is she with that one? Or is she better with the one up by going to the bedroom and using that one? Well, I've never shut the door on the living room one, you know, the one by the kitchen. Okay. Um, I, I, but I have tried throwing treats in, but I've never shut the door yet. Okay. So okay. I'm kind of starting what you're discussing. Okay. Um, but I've never done the farther along steps. Okay. Um, because I wasn't sure where to go with this. Um, so... It sounds like it's okay to feed her in that upstairs one to get her acclimated to the door shutting Would on you, that one. Yep, you just got to play with this and just see what results you get, okay? Okay. And just baby step it. <clears throat> but like I said, I'm not a treat trainer, but hey, throwing a treat in there every once in a while, just get it used to going in and out and sometimes shut the door behind and then coming back and opening it. You just rotate, rotate, rotate every day, three, four, five times. You know, it's in, out, in, out. Now this time you have to stay in there a little bit longer. And, the, you know, so pretty soon it's still, you know, where's the dog? Oh, she's in the kennel. <laughs> well, so when I shut the door, she'll probably cry. Then where do I go when I'm doing this in and out of okay. the kennel thing? Okay, no, just you have to, if she starts to cry, say, ah, quiet. If you have to, blast her in the face with a, a, a stream of water from a plant mister filled with water, okay? Ah, quiet. Give her a quiet okay. word. Okay, and then uh, one thing that works, you know the bean bags from the cornhole game? Mm-hmm. Okay, I learned with my Gilligan is that I happened, but anyway, I lobbed, I'm not whipped, okay? I lobbed yeah. it so it hit the kennel door, and just as it did, I'd go quiet, Okay, and mm-hmm. so uh, that lasted uh, maybe about three, four times, and after that, I just had to stay quiet, and she just he would shut up and just go sleep. So okay, okay, so you so just got to play with it. 
spritzer with the water. Yeah, ah, quiet. And then what you're after is you don't need the spritzer anymore. You can just say, hey, quiet, and then it'll be, everything will be fine, okay? She'll listen to the okay. words. So give that a shot, and then uh, let me know in about a week or two how it's going, okay? Okay, and then any... They don't want to give her any meds, any supplements you'd like? Okay, yeah. Well, why don't you hold on? Right? we got to go to break. Okay. So hold okay. on, and we'll cross that bar, too, okay? Hold on. Okay, what candy bar was invented by Curtis Candy Company of Chicago in 1923? Zagnut, Butterfinger, Milky Way, Mr. Good Bar. We'll be, home. We'll be back. All right, thanks for sticking with the Giddy Canine Show. If you're driving and uh, the, you uh, miss something, you can always catch it on the podcast. Go to mytalk1071.com. Go to the Giddy Canine page. What candy bar was invented by Curtis Candy Company of Chicago in 1923? Was it Zagnut, Butterfinger, Milky Way, or Mr. Good Bar? I'm going to say Butterfinger because those are kind of my favorite. Ding, yeah. yeah. I love uh, ding, yes. ding, ding. But listen to this. The Butterfinger Candy Bar was invented by the Curtis Candy Company of Chicago in 1923, of course. Okay, uh, the uh, Butterfinger Bar consists of a flaky, crispy, orange-colored, peanutty, buttery thing center <laughs> with a chocolate coating. The Butterfinger of today may not, however, be <laughs> quite the same as the original bar. According to some reports, the original Butterfinger recipe was somehow lost oh. when Nabisco acquired the Curtis Candy Company. None of the old employees claimed to remember <laughs> how to make the bars, so a new recipe had to be developed that the customers would accept. Wow. And that's something. Yeah. See, Butterfingers, until I got dentures, I love Butterfingers, but mm, now I can't mm-hmm. eat them. But the thing is, is that, you know, when you think about it, because the old, old ones, they used to be really deep orange in color. Okay. And the newer ones are more yellowish, okay. <laughs> and they're not as... The inside doesn't taste exactly the same. Mm. I don't know what it is. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, I love it. Well, now we know why. There we go. <laughs> and I think that's a, they can't seem they made it for no 50 one years. Knew. But we can't remember <laughs> how to make it. Oh, well. Okay. Who, who, where are we at? We got uh, We're back Lisa, with Lisa. Lisa. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Lisa. Hello. Okay. So you can get, um, oh, you got a piece of paper and a pencil? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. So uh, one, a lot of people have had uh, uh, good luck with stress free. Complex stress free complex. You get that at springtimeinc.com. Free. I couldn't hear the last part. Complex. Conquest? No. Calm is in a calm day today with no wind. And then plex. Complex. Plus. Sorry. With an X. Bluetooth. So now I can't hear you very well. Okay. So anyway, okay, so yeah, so they've had luck with that. Uh, the rescue remedy, uh, you can, there's a, some some people have luck with CBD oils. Uh, you can go to, uh, go to my show page, mytalk1071.com, and there's uh, uh, Amy Williams DeLong was on my show last week, and she works with oils, and she can help you with some oils as far as what you can use to help calm the dog down too, Okay. Okay. So go to that, go to my page, and you can get it from there. And so, yeah, so there's different things that you can do, you know, to help the dog calm. And so try that, okay? Okay, well, thank you so much. You bet, kiddo. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, yeah, Amy DeLong was on my show. There was the, remember last week when we had, uh, um, we talked about oils. So if you want to learn more about oils, go to her website, okay? Okay, who's up? 
We have Madeline, and her question's about her dog going to, keeps going to the bathroom inside the house. Alrighty then. Hi, Madeline. Hi, can you hear me? You betcha. I can hear you now. Okay. Um, yeah, so my dog, Goose, she's eight years old, and um, we've lived at our old house for her whole life or whatever, and we recently moved in February, in the end of February, and whenever we leave um, the house, she gets really anxious now, mm-hmm. and yep. like, um, we'll like chew up the furniture yeah. or like um, like won't go potty. Like if you try to open the door, we've got like a fenced-in yard to have her go to the bathroom. She like won't go, but then if she can get downstairs, she'll pee and poop in the basement. Yeah. Um, and just very anxious and like she actually recently got surgery. Um, and they've gave and she's on trazodone. Um, but even with that, she's like chewed like the doorknob and like like imprinted on like the metal doorknob and like um just gets really anxious and i don't know what to do because she just keeps peeing and pooping in the basement too but then also like shredding things and destroying things which she's never done before right Um, we don't kennel her when we're gone um we never really have but Mm -hmm. i don't know because she gets so anxious now a couple times we've tried to like put her in a bedroom with just like her bed and stuff yeah and she's just destroyed the bed okay okay yeah so you're gonna need some serious I think because a lot of things are going on, you know, um, with the move, she lost her territory. Some dogs don't take, just like humans, some don't change very well. And it just riddles them with a, you know, it's a major bump in their road. And so you're going to need help as far as just what I was telling that other gal, uh, stress-free from it's okay. time ink i would try that uh you could try some cbd oil uh you can try uh there again call amy delong um you know she's got the link on my show page here on my talk and so what you need you're gonna need help here and the thing okay. is is you cannot give her freedom in the house you've got to figure this out because she's gonna hurt herself somehow but okay. and in tears something that or swallows something that's gonna you know harm her because she's being in such a uh, uh, and have you tried putting a, a, a getting a kennel out and trying to kennel her, or try to not not really because when so like when she has been kenneled in the past past few years like if we've gone on vacation or somewhere where we've kenneled her yep. she will literally just like chew apart the plastic wow like okay. on the bottom okay. or like okay. have, like if there's like a blanket nearby she'll like pull it into the kennel. Okay. She was in my son's room that has a crib because, like, she got surgery on her ACL. Okay. And so she couldn't go on any furniture or anything. Right. So they wanted her to be in a room where she couldn't jump. And she literally, like, took the crib mattress, like, through the, oh, my. the crib flaps and, like, yeah. destroyed part of the mattress and, like, just shred okay. up a bunch of stuff yeah. in the room. Yeah, you need to talk to Amy DeLong, you know. Uh, okay. And then also, too, what you got to do is you got to give her something to think about. You're, you okay. know, if you haven't taught her anything, every week she should be learning something new. Give her something to redirect her energies and to concentrate on instead of just worry about what's around her and, oh, my, where's my old yard and, oh, my, you know. Whereas the more input mentally you can drain her, not physically, not taking okay. her for long walks, just mental, you know, like that book I'm always constantly, Brain Teasers for Dogs. Okay. I would get that for her. And and brain games for dogs, but brain teasers. If you're only going to invest in one book, that's the one I'd go for right now because it's all done with scent work, smell, and that's what okay. she's already. You know, she's that breed of dog that uses her nose. Okay, uh, start naming her toys. Uh, then okay. teach her to pick her toys up and put them in the toy box. Give her things to do because a, a lack of uh, anxiety. Uh, problems are caused by many things, but one thing is, it's just like an anxiety-ridden person. 
if you don't do much with that person and all they can sit at their desk and just, you know, the world's coming to an end, world's come to an end, okay? okay but, but then, but if you get that person out to even, you know, just go pick a flower or, you know, use their brain to do and get them away. And so then what happens now, their brain is tired and they're not going to fixate on some things that might have normally made them nervous, okay? okay yes. So that's why it's really important to utilize their brain because we have a tendency as the dogs get old, we get complacent. Well, they because they're they're good. They're not jumping anymore, and they're answering when they're called. And so we get complacent where they just kind of there where they were not asking them to do anything mentally. And then all of a sudden there's they, there's a bump in you know in life, and now all of a sudden we see separation anxiety. And so the best thing you do for an anxiety is to number one start teaching mental use for the brain, and then okay. like I say uh, that stress free works well for a, a lot of dogs, and okay. then. Um, uh, but that's the whole thing is that you give every day you're going to try to do three, four times a day. You got five minutes, you got 10 minutes, do something teachable for this dog. And like I say, okay. naming the toys is huge. And then doing some of those brain teasers are is great because a lot of people go and get those those plastic uh, uh, brain teaser games. Oh okay. my goodness! Uh, the thing is, is that you pay like forty bucks, and that's and that's cheap. Forty bucks for some of this stuff, and in a week, the dog looks at you like you got something else. Once they <laughs> figure it out, they they don't want to do it anymore. It's too easy, and that's why the neat thing about the brain teaser book is there's different levels to each one. So once okay. they get one, then there's the next step to learn, then a the next step to learn, and so the dog is having just a riot. <laughs> Great. Well, no, I will definitely try that. Yeah, because so that's what I would start doing. And then, like, have the kennel. Go in and out of the kennel. Make it a trick. Bring the kennel out, and we're going to teach you a trick, how to use the kennel correctly. Because what people don't realize is that, like I said, when they go to the vet, if they don't know how to be kenneled, it's going to be harder on them probably not wanting to be in a kennel compared to what they were there for. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the thing is when they like took her out of the anesthesia and stuff, they said she like freaked out and like they had to like sedate her. Because one time when they were going to sedate her, she actually chewed up the blanket while they were waiting, so they couldn't. Oh see lordy. One of the X-rays because she gets so. Jeez. Okay, we gotta nervous. let you go. We're running to board. Good luck. Okay. Okay. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, you bet. What candy bar includes in the U.S. soldiers' rations during World War II? Snickers, Twix, uh, Heath Bar, Payday. <laughs> 